15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for joining me. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Head over to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth. Sign up for a free trial and then check out all of the content. There is more than audiobooks. Even though there's a lot of them, there is even more there for you to enjoy. The Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast continues to enjoy inclusion on lists of the best podcasts to listen to. And that is because of the guests. These are folks who have expertise in particular areas, and they join me for a conversation where they share that expertise with all of you. Today is no exception. My guest today is Spencer Snakerd. Spencer is an executive transformation coach, trainer, and speaker. She works with visionary entrepreneurs and transformational leaders who are on a mission to make a major impact helping them to break through barriers to their next level of success while loving life every step of the way and, give, and without giving up what matters most to them. She has trained and coached in personal and professional development for nearly 25 years. Her trans, transformative programs cause profound and lasting shifts in participants' lives by getting to the heart of what drives us, what holds us back, and what it takes to be truly fulfilled as spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to the podcast, Spencer. Thank you. So happy to be here. I am thrilled to have you here. I would really like to start with us talking some about alignment. And um, I am curious about why alignment is so vital to success. Yeah, it's really everything, in my opinion. <laughs> so, <laughs> 
Yeah. In fact, my, my framework, I've started playing with a new name for it, which is soul aligned success, the soul aligned success framework. And it really, um, I, you know, I think so much of it comes down to, um, as you mentioned in the intro, I really believe we are spiritual beings having a human experience as the quote goes from the French philosopher. And, um, you know, I think of, I, I, I think of it really as kind of breaking down, but or split uh, sort of distinguishing between who we are as spiritual beings and who we are as human beings and being able to really bring and integrate those two aspects together. Um, and so the, the alignment aspect of it to me is about really getting in touch with who we truly are as spiritual beings, um, to be able to be living in full expression of who you really are on a soul level, what you're here for and what matters most to you. And, you know, so much of what business owners look at when they start to dig into things like their values and their mission and their purpose and all of those things, those all tie into that. I feel like a lot of those are very, um, sort of uh, spiritually assigned, um, so to speak, or divinely assigned. I actually had a client one day who made reference to what she felt her divine assignment was. I was like, wow, that's such a beautiful way to say that. <laughs> and, and, but, you know, at the same time, we are living in these, these um, sort of literally breakable. And as the, as the pandemic of the last year has fully reminded us in our face every day, um, potentially terminal bodies that we live in. And so we have things like survival needs and fears that come up and um, ways that we've kind of forgotten who we really are, where we feel like we're less than or not enough or imposter syndrome kicks in, all of those things. Yeah. And so, you know, the alignment I think is so important as the foundation that you build anything on, really connecting into that spiritual side of who you are, what you're here for, and what matters most to you. And then having the insight and the um, ability to really see like where these aspects of our hum human breakability tend to get in the way and being able to reinvent ourselves as we move forward to continuously keep bringing ourselves back to who we truly are, to not let those, um, those aspects of our humanity, I'm not saying that who we are as humans is some terrible, wretched thing, but, <laughs> but there's elements of it that can be very limiting. Yeah. And so being able to recognize where we're stopped by those and um, really having the freedom to move, powered, to, to move forward powerfully. Got it. I, I, so, I, so, um, I think it's so important for us to really be tuned in to our values and our, um, our, how they impact our goals and how they impact the relationships that we have with other people in business. You know, like I see a lot of people end up selling um, their product or service to companies or people who don't really share their same values. Yes. And then they wonder why they don't like that relationship. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. There's, you know, what comes to mind for me as you say that too, is how um, a lot of times I think we sometimes are living out of touch with our values, even, even prior to a sale, even just in how we're living uh -huh. our life and how we're running our business. I think a lot of us um, have sort of subscribed to this kind of industrial age thinking that we need to separate our values from our business, or maybe we bring it in because someone told us it's a good thing to do, but they're not really our true values. They're the values that we think we're supposed to have as a business. <laughs> well, a good and right business would have these. And so I'm going right. to tell the world that's what I'm about. <laughs> yeah. but 
It really, it gets, um, it just gets, it gets so uh, messy, I guess, for lack of a better word, when we're not in alignment in those ways. And when we're not really living our values um, throughout the heart and the soul of our business. And um, it's just amazing to me the way I, I see this show up in so many places with so many clients I've worked with, and certainly even in my own business, where when something is out of alignment or when we're not living true to our values, things turn to pot pretty quickly. Yeah. And <laughs> And even if it's not saying, okay, your business is a hot mess because of it, there's probably ways that you're limited from, um, from really reaching the full capacity and the full impact that you could be making and the full profitability you could be achieving or the, the growth um, when those things are in the way, because we are very smart critters. <laughs> And we, you know, we, we recognize when, like, if something feels out of whack, like if something feels off with your values, um, you will find numerous ways. You may not realize you're doing it. You may be totally unconscious to what's going on, but you'll find a million ways to sort of protect yourself from what seems off for you. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of really, especially in business, confronting what is off and, and potentially why it is off and then making different decisions so that you're not living in those experiences over yes. and over again. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to sort of flip it. Okay. Um, talk to me about the perfection principle and how it, it can help us fulfill our mission. What, what's that all about? Yeah, so I um, take a very different view of perfection as what our culture tends to think of it as. <laughs> when we, you know, there's so much, I feel like um, the word has really been demonized, like, oh, perfection doesn't exist. There's no such thing as perfection. You shouldn't be a perfectionist. And and yet, I, you know, I really think, again, kind of coming to the spiritual side of things, and for me, it's not about religion or doctrine or anything. It's just about our, our essence of who we are as spiritual beings, that, um, you know, I think who we are really at our, at our soul level is perfect, magnificent, divine beings. We are, we are made by the creator that created the universe, whatever you choose to think of that as God, universe, spirit, and, you know, universal consciousness, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe our creator doesn't make mistakes. And, and I think so much of what gets us into trouble, um, sort of on the, the human side of things is, is forgetting that is thinking that there's something wrong with us, that, in some way, we're disconnected from that, disconnected from each other, even um, feeling like something's missing or broken with us. I've, I've had some of the most amazing human beings that I think are walking the planet say to me quotes like, I'm so broken. And I'm thinking, how on earth can you feel broken? And I do get it. Believe me, I've had moments yeah. of it too. But, but you know, it's one thing to experience it yourself. And it's another thing when you're, when you're you know, in relationship with someone who you just think is the most amazing being. Yeah. And they're saying, I'm so broken. And, and so, you know, the perfection principle to me is about thinking that, that at who we are as we are for all that we are and for all that we're not really is perfect exactly as we are. And, and when we start from there, and that's not to say that we can't grow and evolve and expand. I'm not, I'm not saying, okay, just take what you got right now and that's it for life. But when we start on this sort of foundational belief that who you are is a whole complete magnificent divine being, um, it then gives you the freedom to say, okay, now what? Instead of getting in this sort of like dog chasing its tail of trying to fix something that's wrong. Right. 
I get it. Yeah. And when we really own that, when we really live into that, it's like all that other stuff just disappears. It doesn't have any, it's almost like how fire needs oxygen to, to, to grow basically. Uh It's like all of that feeling of not enoughness and, and, um, you know, just feeling like we're not good enough or feeling like we're an imposter or like we don't know who the hell am I? I've, that's another thing I've heard people say to me <laughs> that are just like incredible, well-educated, super successful, have been like top, top positions in companies and have said, you know, I was sitting in this meeting, look at these other people around me thinking, who the hell am I to be here? And, but the thing is when we wow. really ground into that perfection principle, it's like fire needing oxygen. It, it can't even exist in that space when we're remembering the perfection that we are as we are. Wow. That's incredible. I appreciate that so much. That That is definitely uh, another way of looking at it and liberating. It gives then us the opportunity to, to work on things without feeling that negative, um, that, that we are insufficient. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Insufficient is such a great word. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's how it occurs to so many of us. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, where the rubber really hits the road and where I really, um, you know, do like could go go in depth with my clients is then on, okay, how do you, how do you bring that into your day-to-day life? You know, it's one thing to hear it and think it and go, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm perfect. I'm divine. I get it. I'm, I'm good, whatever. But then, you know, with those moments when you are sitting in those meetings thinking, who the hell am I to be here? Or there's moments when, when, you know, fear kicks in or you're getting ready to expand into some new level and it's like stepping into the unknown almost like you're stepping off a cliff and that gut-wrenching fear kicks in of oh my gosh what am I doing here in those moments really really bringing in again that that sort of meshing of the bringing who we are fully as spiritual beings into this human experience to have the insight in those moments of oh okay wait a minute that's just my humanity kicking in that's the fear that's the survival I'm wired for this isn't who I really am I can move through this. But again, saying it and hearing it is one thing, actually yeah. doing it and living it in those moments is a very different thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that. Uh, so, okay. So um, is not being able to do that like the, the, our, our biggest barrier to our success or is there something else that is preventing us from realizing success? Yeah. You know, I think... Um, you know, if I think like, what's the biggest barrier to success, I think in a lot of ways, I would say it's our humanity. But, but again, our, you know, our human, like I said, I'm not trying to demonize our humanity. Our humanity is magnificent. It's beautiful. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's filled with so much joy and light and amazing things and, and suffering and messiness and, you know, just all the aspects of it. Like we're, we're kind of stinky, funky beings sometimes. <laughs> and that's part of what makes the whole experience rich and, and just, amazing in so many ways. But, you know, it's, it's again, kind of thinking to, okay, just recognizing that there are aspects of that, that can get in the way. There are aspects of that that can be like, um, (laughs) I think of as a kid, when we drive up through the Northeast, and I'd always see those signs of, you know, watch for falling rock, and and thinking of like a pile of boulders in the road in front of you. And and sometimes we don't even realize it's a pile of boulders. Sometimes we're just kind of going about our, our life and our business doing our thing and thinking, why does this feel like I'm, I can't get past where I am? Or why does it feel like I'm kind of, uh, you know, dragging something behind me and I, I can't quite 
freely move to that next stage or that next level. Um, and almost always, it's going to be some piece of our humanity that, again, has to do with our, our need to survive and our need to stay safe and our... Um, Mm. that's that really is the, the essence of it our need to survive and to stay safe and you know there's all kinds of things we put in place for that like at a very young age we start to form our identity and who we think we are and um you know your identity can be a huge vehicle for success it can be really like a huge driver for getting you where you are many people their identity is that they're a super achiever or a go-getter they're the smart one or they're the problem solver or whatever it may be and so for many of us that at, there are aspects of our identity that get us where we are to these great levels of success but then they also can be very limiting it, because it's like you have to be that because if they're if they're coming from this this feeling of not being enough and needing to make up for something we lack so that we'll be accepted so we won't get kicked out of the cave, um, you know, so that our human needs can be met. Um, it's like, who are we if we're not that? And, and how is everything going to fall apart if we're not that? And so we need to be able to, to recognize those things and in those moments be willing to you know, take off the armor and take the risk and, and be something different, become someone, not necessarily become someone new, like who you are needs to be totally replaced, but to be willing to step into those uncomfortable places of new territory um, and not be held back by the same things that, that we've been <laughs> hauling around <laughs> for many, 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 many years sometimes. <laughs> one of my, one of my clients. It is scary. It really is scary. And it's, you know, I think of, um, it's funny because I've been doing this work for, for nearly 25 years now. And I just a year or two ago started listening to Brene Brown. And she also has been on this path for about 20 years through, you know, she got to her, her knowledge of it through research. Um, but she talks about things like, you know, being, being on the field and, you know, not just kind of watching in the stands, but you got to really like, you got to be willing to get in there and you got to be, you got to be willing to take the risk that not only that you might eventually fail or encounter difficulty, but that you will. And, and the only way you're going to get where you want to go is to be willing to take that risk with it but it's wow. it definitely challenges who we think we are in many ways yeah. like one of my clients came to me she had she had had a a seven figure um at full service ad agency and had been extremely successful she'd you know, graduated high school i think at age 16 and put herself through college and had multiple successful businesses and all kinds of things and and she a year or so before she came to me she'd had a major health crisis because you know something within her i think was saying yeah this is not sustainable you can't keep doing this and when she came yeah. to me, she's like, you know, I, I still, I, I still want to be successful. I still want a multi seven figure business and, and really more on her own. Now she's not a, like, you know, she was a 25 person company before and now it's her and some support. And um, she said, you know, it's not, I, I obviously still want the success. I still want the financial achievement, but what I really want more than anything is to not need the achievement, like to know that I'm valuable yeah. and worthwhile exactly as I am and to be able to be present and spend time with my family and she, she said she wanted to travel national parks in an rv with her with her husband and her three kids and she's like you know i'd love to be able to do that and just be present with them and not be constantly thinking what do i need to do next or what's the next achievement i need to check off my list and um she you know she's been it's been amazing with what we've been able to to create what she's been able to create through our work together she actually sent me a picture of her standing in front of the new rv last august and has been out touring with the family and and is making six times what she was making when we first started working together because she's owning her value and stepping into the space that that she knows is really where she wants to be and is and is fully aligned for her it is that that version of soul aligned success for her 
Well, and that is such a good point that I think people really need to embrace is that it doesn't mean that then you're giving up on success or growth. It's really how you get there. Yes. Yes. It's like the, the road, the road to success <laughs> being much more enjoyable. Along right. the way. And, you know, many people, it's so interesting too. Many people think when they, when they reach whatever their idea is of success, whether it be a, a financial marker of, okay, I want to break seven figures or eight figures or whatever it may be in their business or number of people reached or whatever their measure is. Many people think when they get there, like everything's going to suddenly magically be better. But if it's all being driven from, yeah, I hear you laughing. <laughs> <laughs> if it's all being driven by this need to try to fill this emptiness from this lack that we feel, then even when you get there, not only is the road to it not fun, but even when you get there, you go, this is it. Like, I thought it was going to be so much yeah. better than this. Why is this not it? Why am I not feeling fulfilled and satisfied now? So, so let's make the road to it and the having of it be incredible experiences. Yes, right. Oh my gosh. I'm going to take a quick sponsor break and then I want to continue. All right. Accelerate Your Business Growth is happy to be sponsored by audible.com. And I am close to certain that you know that audible.com has thousands of, you know, audiobook titles to choose from. But what you might not know is that they have podcasts, Audible Originals, guided meditations, so much more. And the cool thing is you can get all of that all in one place. So you don't have to go in and out of applications. Uh, really tremendously valuable. It's like a time saver and the content is so rich. It's just really unbelievable. Uh, so I'm giving you a free trial so you can check it out for yourself and see what I'm talking about. Let's go to audibletrial.com slash business growth, sign up for that trial and then check it out. Are you interested in getting some help with your sales strategy? Well, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Today, we're speaking with Spencer Snakehard about transforming into your best self. Okay, Spencer, boy, I mean, you know, the first <laughs> half was, was mind-blowing, so <laughs> let's just keep going with this. Um, okay. So how do I want to ask this question? Um, help me understand. I'm, I'm thinking about the aspects of our identity that like made us successful, but um, can also be like the most limiting how does that, uh, that feels counterintuitive to me. Yeah, yeah, it does for many people. They think, but this is working. <laughs> How could this possibly not yeah. be good? <laughs> and it's not about good or bad. It's about, you know, limiting or effective and where you want to go next. And, um, you know, I mean, we have, there's there's quotes that many of us are probably familiar with things like to, to do something you've never done before, you need to become someone you've never been before. And, and so it's, a, it's along those same lines. And, you know, just to give an example of, um, of, of how this shows up, I'm thinking whether I want to go with a client example or a personal example. And, and what's kind of screaming in my head right now is a personal one. So I'll go with that. So I, okay. 
Um, I recognized after, <laughs> it was actually after a, and the fact this is, this is so appropriate that we're talking about this today, because I just got an email from a very successful um, entrepreneur who I follow, who just shared, shared a very lengthy um, message about how, despite how smart and successful and, you know, so many other great things that she is, she fell into a, a um, toxic relationship for a few years of her life, an emotionally abusive relationship, um, you know, and was sharing how she really kind of was at a, at a loss of, of like, she didn't see it for what it was for a long time. And, um, oh. you know, I have somewhat a similar story, except mine lasted way longer. <laughs> and that even after, <laughs> even after discovering this work and, and the power of this work, I, um, my ex of 14 years, who's the father of my, my children, um, it, it was a very sort of toxic relationship with him for, for many, many years. And the thing is that, um, you know, after I got out of that relationship and this, and you know, this ties in, I know some of the people might be thinking, what the heck does this have to do with business? But it's because everything in business has to do with who we are and who we are. We are who we are everywhere in life. So, so one of my epiphanies came through a relationship, but I now see also how it ties into my business. And that, you know, after, after that relationship ended, the, the, the thing I was hardest on myself about was thinking, how could I have been so blind? How could I have been so stupid? I'm smarter than that. I'm stronger than that. How did I fall into that for so long? And I realized through doing the work that I teach my clients, I, I use my own tools and techniques on myself. And, and through really, um, I guess I finally reached a point where I was able to see. And I sat down and, and realized that I had this identity my whole life of I can overcome anything. I um, grew up in a somewhat dysfunctional home, although I feel like the older I get, the more I feel like all of us grew up in some version of dysfunctional home. <laughs> <laughs> but I grew up in a dysfunctional home <laughs> where it felt like there was a, um, you know, it was very unpredictable. There was a lot that I, that I felt like I couldn't control. And um, my identity very much became, you know, not only will I rise above the challenges and the, the difficulties and whatever is thrown my way, but by God, I will triumph in the face of it. I will come like shooting up from the ashes, ashes, like the Phoenix rising. And, you know, I'll be coming out of the mountaintop with beams of white light coming out of me and angels singing. Like, you know, it was this whole, like my identity was like, I will overcome. And, and I realized when I got that, I, it's funny, I even get chills right now telling this story. I realized when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, I wasn't stupid to choose him. I was freaking brilliant because my identity, that's what my identity wanted and needed. He gave me numerous opportunities to rise above <laughs> challenges and adversity. So it was like feeding exactly what my, that aspect of my identity wow. needed. Now, here's the thing is it's funny because I, you know, as I, as I started to put all this together, I thought, okay, well, does that mean like rising above and overcoming anything is like a bad thing? Is that all identity driven from me? And the thing is like many of us, our identity, like part of it has come to be because I think it is part of who we really are. It's a question of, are you coming from this sort of, um, again, sort of this perfection principle, this idea of who you are is whole and complete. And, and in the face of that, anything is possible, you know, for me with rising above, like anything is possible and I can overcome and I can make anything happen. Or is it coming from my fear-based identity, feeling like there's something wrong and I'm not enough in some way. And I need to prove how amazing I am to rise up and overcome. Right. 
So a lot of times it's, it, it can be hard to um, sort of distinguish like, okay, is it, is it that the thing itself is limiting or is it the aspect of it is, but, but the thing is regardless, you know, for me, this whole kind of need to rise above had me choose numerous situations and, and take certain actions and certainly be certain ways in my life that was creating drama to overcome. And so there's the limitation, like overcoming things, seeing anything as possible. Oh making things happen. That's an awesome thing. That's gotten me where I am. It, it got me into my dream house on 10 acres when everyone said there's no way it could be done. You need too much cash that you don't have and the whole thing. It um, had me overcome 10 years of eating disorders that I struggled with. Everybody said, you know, you're going to have it for life. You're going to have to always deal with it. I feel completely free from it. It's been over 20 years. I can say I, I've been completely free from wow. it. There's so many things that I've overcome that are amazing and have been successful and gotten me where we, where I am. And yet, if I'm, if I'm coming from that fear-based, I'm not enough and I need to make up for this and kind of hide what I'm lacking so I can prove my worth to people's side, that can be very limiting because then thinking even in a business perspective, it's like um, almost creating drama or creating circumstances that I will need to overcome. Right. That's wild. Thank you so much for sharing that. that yeah. Yeah. And we all have a version of it. You know, if some of your listeners are thinking like, well, that's not my thing. Yeah, but you have your thing. (laughs) You got something. (laughs) It may not be the same as mine. It may not be the same flavor, but we all have our thing, our aspect, that aspect of our identity that's trying to make up for what we lack. And it may be helping you do amazing things in the world, but it's also putting a a limit or a barrier on how much you're able to do because you got to be willing to be something else in order to be able to get into that, that new territory. Oh, wow. That's powerful. Okay. So along those lines, when it comes to, you know, reinventing, get doing something else so you can get something else. What do you say to someone if they say, you know, they don't want to give up um, those parts of themselves? Yeah. But, you know, those parts that have led to success and align with their values, even though, you know, you look at it and say, okay, well, if you want to change. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I get it. It can be scary. And in fact, it's funny. It brings to mind a, a friend of mine in business who was was working with another another coach, um, and the coach was kind of encouraging her to to move into some unfamiliar territory and really let go of some of those aspects of herself. And she said that she was constantly saying to, to this other coach, like, "Okay, but this isn't going to make me not be successful anymore, is it? Because I like that. I like the success. I like some of those masculine energy, more driven aspects of myself, and I don't want to give that." up. And yeah. And so the thing is, it's not about giving it up. Um, It's really about being able to one, being able to distinguish and recognize what's happening as it's happening, having that insight and awareness in the moment to say, oh, this is what that is. And then being able to choose it to be able to choose whether to continue being that way or whether to choose something else. And, and, you know, even like the example I just gave of myself with the whole, I can overcome thing. It's a lot of times, it's not so much that it's about like not overcoming or not, you know, for me and my example, again, everybody's is a little different, but, Mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily about not 
being that way. It's more about grounding back into that perfection principle and, and really standing in that place of soul aligned success. That's not being driven by the human, not enoughness, but instead is being driven by the spiritual amazingness. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? The distinction there? It does. Yeah, it, it does. It, it does. It's interesting. As you were talking about it, I was thinking, you know, this whole thing with you and, and being able to overcome you, you don't necessarily want to let all of that go because there's times when you're going to have to overcome. Yeah. You just don't want it to be your whole being, you know, it or a driving force that subconsciously or unconsciously is is putting you in situations that aren't serving you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm. There's a lot of ways that we really, it's funny when, you know, people say things like I'm my own worst enemy in many ways we are because we'll create situations yeah. to put those things in play when it's like, we don't even need to create the situation in the first place. Yeah, right. If, like someone, like exactly. someone whose identity, whose part of their identity is about like, um, maybe it's, so this, this kind of overlaps more into context of life than just identity, but they're very closely related. If someone kind of comes from a perspective of like, life is hard and, and, you know, I still like do amazing things despite how hard life can be. They're going to make sure they're going to make life hard. They're going to make things difficult. So they can right. be like, see, look, look how amazing I was that I got through that. Look how awesome I was that I did what I did in the face of that difficulty. But, but what if we just didn't have to make it difficult to begin with? What if you could still yeah. still achieve that, knowing that you're whole and complete and amazing already as you are, and for all that you are and for all that you're not, without feeling the need to prove how amazing you are? Okay. So how hard is this really to, to make this? <laughs> well, it's as hard as we make it. <laughs> It's as hard as you want it to be, Diane. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, honestly, I, honestly, that's the answer right there. It's as hard as we want it to be. But, um, you know, it's really... The thing is, we are we are wired for survival. And so, you know, I've touched on this when I talked about our humanity and our need to survive. I mean, our number one job as human beings or our number one driver on a base level as human beings is to survive, to, to make it as long as we can, to procreate, to continue the species, but to survive that. And so even though, you know, we're, we're obviously living in a time where, where for most of us, that's not an issue. If anyone's listening to this, anyone who's listening to this podcast probably is, you know, not in a, oh my gosh, I'm going to die any second now, unless they're dealing with a major health crisis, but certainly not for lack of a roof over your head or food in your belly kind of thing. So um, it's like our identity has kind of taken that on. And so the, the, you know, when you ask how hard is it, it's not so much that it's hard unless we make it hard. However, it is a very different way of being. And those, um, those fears were, yeah. were wired, were pre-wired for those fears to come up. And fear's not a bad thing. You know, I've, I've, 
I've heard people say, oh, fear's a liar and fear's bogus and fear's not real. And it's like, you know, fear is very much what keeps us going um, <laughs> in some ways. And I don't mean as a driving force, yeah. like a good thing, but I'm just saying it's protected us many times throughout our lives again and again and again, it protects us. So it's not like we need to demonize fear or say fear is such a bad thing, but to recognize when those fears come up and, and to move forward in the face of fear is a very um, counterintuitive thing for our humanity because our, our core oh, caveman yes. wiring says, no, danger, stop, don't go there, don't do it. And then our hopefully more evolved spiritual self who's living in modern day that doesn't have those same caveman fears is saying, no, this is good. I got this. This is the way to go. And so really like integrating those two, as I, as I mentioned before, is really where the rubber hits the road here beyond just the concepts of it and the thoughts of it. Like, oh, that's a nice thought that we're, <laughs> that we're perfect as we are, or that's a nice thought to recognize that survival is running us, but to actually bring that into those day-to-day -day moments, into those, the, who you're being and how you're living and the actions you're taking. And um, when you get sometimes that feeling in your gut, that's like, oh my gosh. Um, but to be able to recognize, okay, is that like my gut instinct telling me this isn't my path? I'm moving out of alignment here and this isn't where I should be going? Or is that gut feeling just that human um, survival instinct kicking in saying, hey, this is kind of risky. You might yeah. fail. People might think you don't look so good for this. Um, you know, you might lose respect. You might, you might, you know, some of us, even at the level we're playing at, it's like you could lose it you know, with a business decision, potentially that fear of like, oh my gosh, I could lose everything if this doesn't go right. well. So, you know, being able to continue to ground into like who we really are, what we're here for, what matters most, and be able to move through those aspects of humanity to continue to keep taking those steps forward, no matter what the, uh, the fear is screaming. Got it. That's huge. I really appreciate that. Yeah. That, that yeah, that, that is quite a distinction. Wow, Spencer, I, I have just loved this conversation. W will you share with the listeners, you know, how they can find you, you know, any resources you have that you think would be valuable for them, please? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for that. So I have a YouTube channel, um, which you can find through spencersnakerd.com forward slash YouTube. Um, and the spelling of my name is a little bit of a doozy. I know that'll be in the show notes, but just in case anyone's only listening, it's Spencer <laughs> with a C, S-P-E-N-C-E-R. S-N-A-K-A-R-D.com. And um, I also, at the sort of an extension of that, have a resource available for your listeners that walks through some of this, um, really being able to recognize how these aspects are showing up for you and, and what's sort of needed to move forward through them. Um, if you go to soulalignedsuccess.biz, or I'm sorry, I, I forgot I was giving my URL with my name. You can actually also get to it through spencersnaker.com forward slash masterclass. Uh -huh. okay. And it's a, about an hour long masterclass that walks you through um, really being able to make these distinctions for yourself to see where and how this is showing up for you and what it's going to take to move forward. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that is thanks. great. I'll make sure that is in the show notes. Excellent. Well, thank you again. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing these things for. Um, I know you got a lot out of this. I'd also like to thank our sponsor. Head on over to audibletrial.com slash business growth. Sign up for a free trial of audible.com and go 
exploring, go on a discovery mission, and get your sales strategy headed in the right direction with, by picking up a copy of Succeed Without Selling, wherever books are sold. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.